0: Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Gays Against Guns New York is an inclusive direct action group of LBGTQ plus people and their allies committed to nonviolently breaking the gun industry's chain of death. Investors, manufacturers, the NRA, and politicians who block safer gun laws Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun show. Radio Gag is your update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I am your host, Sarah Germaine Lilly. It's Suicide Awareness Month, and Radio Gag has plenty to talk about. Just read today about a defeatist attitude expressed by some gun enthusiasts about how suicide is inevitable I got to tell you that's such an insult to Americans and such an insult to those of us who's experienced a, a suicide please save it unless you've experienced it I'm not really interested in your opinion on whether or not it's inevitable okay because we're gonna do everything we can to prevent it and we're gonna talk about that today Our featured interview with Cater Sparks describes the changing world and changing identity of men in our culture and the suicide of his own father. Meanwhile, the radio gag GVP News focuses on the gun safety regulations that legislators are able to move on and the grassroots efforts to push them. And Gays Against Guns gaggers, report on the response to the event of a notorious group claiming to promote gay rights while spreading hate, conspiracy theories, and misinformation. But first, our in memoriam, Ty Key Night. Our in memoriam this week is taken from the Everytown for Gun Violence website, Moments That Survive. Remembering Thai Key. In the blink of an eye, my whole life changed. My son, Taiki, wrote these lyrics, searching for the words to express the loss of his best friend Keandrik, who was shot and killed. Taiki survived that shooting, but five years later, at age 22, he took his own life with a gun. Taiki was always doing things. He was a football player, rapper and the cool guy on the block. He was smart, too. He even had the opportunity to skip a grade in school. People knew him. People loved him. They always had. I miss him every day. In response to my son's suicide, I have dedicated my life to preventing gun suicide and providing grief counseling to help others find healing because I want other young people to know they can find help and there is hope. These words are from Miami Knight, Taiki's mom, and a gun violence prevention advocate. Please read more at moments that survive every town for gun violence. And remember, suicide is often a factor in mass shootings, domestic violence and family annihilations, which are becoming more and more common. The shooter in these cases usually kills themselves after their deadly rampage. These cases are not included in the widely publicized statistics that show two-thirds of gun deaths as suicide. Next up, Gun Violence Prevention News by Michael Shannon.
1: This week in Gun Violence Prevention News, we focus on the fight to bring new bills into law in the House of Representatives, specifically by way of discharge petitions, which when signed by enough House members can bring a bill to the floor without the approval of the Speaker of the House. I'm Michael Shannon. One of the biggest challenges facing lawmakers when bringing these common-sense bills into law comes from the fact that our current Speaker of the House, Republican Kevin McCarthy, has been consistently against saving lives by allowing new gun control laws to happen on his watch. Now, in order for a bill to go to vote on the House floor, it must either be approved by him or forced to a vote by way of what is called a discharge petition. So the responsibility to save lives falls on us and our representatives instead of NRA puppets like him. The good news is that a discharge petition only requires 218 House member signatures to force a proposed bill to go to the floor. And in many cases, we are on our way, but we are not there yet. The bad news is that out of the 435 House members, only 212 of them are Democrats and the rest are Republicans. And while Democratic lawmakers are not always supporters of new gun control laws, they are certainly far better than the Republicans that we have in office now. We begin with Bill H.R. 698, also known as the Assault Weapons Ban, which currently has 205 signatures, all of them Democrat, by the way meaning that only 13 more signatures are needed to bypass the approval of the hateful speaker and bring this to the House floor. Now, Many of you are already familiar with this law, which was originally passed in 1994, with the stipulation that it would have a 10-year expiration date. Since 2004, semi-automatic assault weapons have been readily available throughout this country. This includes the AR-15, which is a gun that has been used in more than half of the worst mass shootings in this country's history. We move on to the discharge petition for H.R. 715, known as Bipartisan Background Checks. This bill has 208 signatures, all of them from Democrats as well. And the reason why it is so important for this to become law is because it requires background checks on every firearm sale. Second Amendment fascists like to point out that there already is a law that requires so-called background checks, but the law that we have now does not cover purchases made from unlicensed dealers who sell online or at gun shows, for example. This leaves a huge hole in one of the most important measures needed to stop gun deaths. Next up on our list is the extremely important bill called the Charleston Loophole. Bill H.R. 2403, and I quote, is to amend Chapter 44 of Title 18, United States Code, to strengthen the background check procedures to be followed before a federal firearms licensee may transfer a firearm to a person who is not a licensee. Okay, so please allow me to translate that for you. Someone walks into a gun shop and applies for a permit to purchase a firearm. If the background check doesn't come through within three days, that same person is allowed to take that gun home without having a background check on the fourth day. This new law would eliminate that loophole. This is the same loophole that was used by a racially motivated gunman eight years ago to purchase a gun he used to murder nine parishioners and injure three at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina, who were just participating in a Bible study class. The fourth bill on today's focus on discharge petitions is Ethan's Law. Bill H.R. 611, otherwise known as Ethan's Law, was created by Kristen and Michael Song, who lost their son in 2018. Ethan had been playing at a friend's house whose father kept his guns and ammunition in a shoebox. Unfortunately, this horrific situation is not unusual. 4.5 4.5 million children in this country live in households with unsecured guns. And every single day, eight children are killed or injured by unsecured firearm. Most of us would think that a law requiring all guns to be safely secured, locked up, and out of the reach of children would seem as logical as those requiring car seats or fire detectors. Yet, clearly, many lawmakers don't agree with us. The discharge petition for Ethan's Law has 205 signatures, meaning we still need 13 more to push it to vote on the House floor. It is important to note that there are ways that all of us, just as citizens and not members of government, can have an impact in forcing lawmakers to sign these petitions. It is often too easy to forget that members of government work for us and they risk of losing their jobs at election time. If you'd like to get involved, we encourage you to contact House members directly to express your support for these specific bills and demand that they sign these discharge petitions immediately. And here's a pro tip. My a recent interview we did with a local assembly member here in New York, she advised us that making a simple phone call can actually be better than sending an email because lawmakers are required to keep count of phone calls from concerned citizens and constituents. Information on how to get involved can be found on websites, of our fellow gun violence prevention groups across the country such as newtownactionalliance.org, sandyhookpromise.org, momsdemandaction.org, changetheref.org, and many others. You can also easily contact representatives in both the House and the Senate by calling the Congressional Switchboard at 202-224-3121. And finally, one of the simplest things you can do is go to everytown.org right now and click on the Take Action button at the top of the screen that will take you to a page of petitions where you can sign your name in support of discharge petitions and other actions. Sometimes it literally takes just a few minutes and a couple of clicks to make change. Thanks for listening, Gaggers. Lots of love to you all from New York City.
0: This is Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show. You can hear us on any podcast platform. We want to hear from you. Subscribe and leave a message after you listen. Tell us what you love about Radio Gag or what really makes you gag about gun violence. Suicide can be prevented, especially when responsible gun owners practice safe storage. If you have been thinking of harming yourself or know someone who is, please call 988 988- our national mental health hotline, 988. We do care. And too many at Gays Against Guns have experienced the suicide of a loved one, as I have. Please save a life, maybe even your own, by calling 988. Thank you. We're back with Radio Gag. Next up, our interview with Cater Sparks. All right. Welcome, listeners. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Cater Sparks. He's a life coach for men, uh, and he's located in Charleston, South Carolina. So thank you so much for talking with us today, Cater, and being on Radio Gag.
2: Thank you for having me, Sarah. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about your work? Um, What do you do around men's wellness?
2: Yes. So I, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a life coach for men, and some people don't know the difference between coaching and therapy, but oftentimes coaching is about moving forward to the future, and therapy might be talking about the past. So I really am here to help men get unstuck, unstuck from Shame uh, from past trauma, from relationships and getting unstuck from jobs and, you know, relationships and moving forward. So moving forward to the dream job, the great relationship um, and the great love for ourselves and self-love and confidence and connection. So it's been a really beautiful, empowering journey and men need it. You know, Uh, men don't have enough people to talk to. And there's, as we know, there's so much research about men and their anger and their uh, loneliness. Uh, And so finding ways for men to connect is really important. I'm actually taking a a group of eight men to uh, the Hill Country in Texas this weekend for our first GBTQ men's retreat uh, with every man. It's a men's wellness organization I'm a part of. So we're big into retreats because when men are connected and encircled together, they can really open up and find connection uh, in a much deeper way.
0: That sounds wonderful. And I can think of a few men in my life who could really use that kind of work. <laughs> so you may be getting some more customers here. Send them my way. Yeah. So I know your father recently committed suicide. Can you tell us about the surrounding circumstances of his death?
2: Sure, yes. It was a long, very sad road. He. Um, uh you know who knows where it actually started he fell off our porch like 15 years ago and cracked his head and then he had started having back issues and he was on so many medication that he fell on his own leg and crushed it and then he was in just constant for like 15 years um hospitals medical issues uh walking issues he's diabetic and um, and to be really frank, he did not take good care of himself, and we kept asking him to stop smoking and asking him to eat better. And he is, uh, you know, a macho man. He's going to do what he wants to do. So he kept smoking, and his his uh, toes fell off, and his foot became infected, and uh, he ended up in a wheelchair. And uh, from January to March, he was in the hospital um, just with so much infection in his body. Uh, and so when he came out, it seemed um, sadly, that he was probably going to be in a wheelchair forever. And that, uh, again, being a big macho man, that is not how he wanted to live the rest of his life. Uh, and he took his own life. And so I don't fault him for that, because I know uh, he was in a scary, sad place. Um, but also, uh, maybe a place that many men are in where they're scared to ask for help.
0: Do Do you think that he that he chose chose to take his own life with a gun because the the guns were available. You had mentioned earlier that he was a gun owner and he had 12 guns. So you do think the availability of the guns made it easier for him?
2: A hundred percent. Yes. And, you know, my my parents had just moved into a retirement cottage, which I think was another reason he had moved out of his dream home, although he couldn't physically be in it anymore with the wheelchair. uh, It was hard with stairs and it's an old house and um, and so I think he was really unhappy with that. And, you know, I, I, you know, pills or hanging or all that kind of stuff. I think it's hard, especially when you're in a wheelchair, um, to do a, a much, much else. Um, so I do think uh, a gun was where it was at for him and he was very comfortable with guns and I fault him, you know, I don't fault him at all for owning guns and he was a great hunter and it was something that brought him great joy. So, um, but yes, that is how he took his life, and I think that was probably the 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 way he felt most comfortable doing it.
0: Okay, yeah. And why do you think that suicide, especially gun suicide, is on the rise among middle-aged and older men?
2: Well, again, the sense of loneliness. There's so many articles coming out that men are lonely, and uh, you know, I think social media has a lot to do with that. Um, I think the changing world has a lot to do with that. Um, The progressiveness of the world, um, how it's no longer a white male world, uh, a white straight male world. That is really hard on a lot of older men. They feel like they're not seen, they're not heard, they're not understood. I mean, who is the one who's uh, doing most of the mass shootings? It's straight white men. And so uh, there's a real problem in America. Uh, America has a problem uh, and it's something we need to solve. And... Uh, and it's, it's terrifying. It's sad. And, you know, I, I, it's interesting because when I became a life coach, it was, uh, part of it was to connect closer to my dad, you know, because, uh, as a gay man, it was hard to connect to a very straight macho man as much as we tried to find connection. And when I became a life coach, um, part of it was to just find comfort being comfortable around other straight men in general. And so, my dad would hop on these calls with us uh, during COVID. I would go visit them and he would come on our Zoom calls. And uh, and that was really beautiful. You know, I tried to kind of introduce this kind of world of wellness, men's wellness to him. And he appreciated why we would do it together, but I don't think it's anything he would have done on his own. But it's uh, it's something that I hope more and more men will uh, find uh, solace in. Uh, and as we see with all the articles, uh, I work with every man, but there's There's a plethora of men's uh, wellness uh, organizations sprouting up across the country and it's needed. Yeah, you know,
0: I think this may be human nature, but as we age or as we assume adult roles, there are expectations that go with that. You know, and I know that I expected to call the shots with my kids or, or you know that my friends would view me a certain way once I got to a certain age, or or that even my parents or my family they wouldn't question me, um, or or my students. I, I was I was a teacher. I retired recently mm-hmm. as a, a teacher, but you know it. I really showed up big time with my students. I, I'd get a question. I'd be like, "Why are you asking me this?" don't you know that you don't ask teachers this kind of question, you know? It's kind of be like, you know, your role is to listen now, you know, and I'm telling you, you know, it's it's my turn. Now it's my turn to be the boss kind of thing,
3: you
0: know? And it, it makes no sense. It's very laughable when you take it, you know, when you step back and look at the context, But, uh, you know, it's really real, I guess, because it has to do with your identity, you know, that you have these kind of expectations.
2: A hundred percent. And, you know, Gabor Mate talks about everything comes from childhood trauma. And so what was it that, uh, you know, that happened to you as a child that um, made you, uh, you know, you know, triggered you when the student said something might have made you feel less than or not heard or not respected?
0: Oh, yeah, a few times <laughs> <I> <laughs> my hand up you know. Like, now, you know, and I was always a person in the staff meeting who has their hand up asking questions, probably because of that, because I didn't appreciate being shut down as a kid. And what what kid really does, you know, And you want to be able to express yourself and be heard. That's right. Yeah, 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 well. Um, what else do you think that you would like to share about uh, about your dad or about coaching or about the situation of men in our um, in our our social milieu today?
2: Sure. Yes. I mean, I think you know, like I said, we're in a really great uh, problematic area. I mean, we look at at the politics and how you know there's all these uh powerful straight white men who are just angry and trying to put uh, their laws into our bodies and and to our you know our our human rights and so you know there has to be a great reckoning I'll never forget when um Trump was elected and I was so sad and my life coach uh was just laughing and she said she's very spiritual and she said um the angels are laughing right now because we all thought that Obama was elected. We were good. Everything was good. The world was going to be good. And they're like, oh, honey, this is just the beginning. Y'all have so much work to do. You have so much reckoning to do, so much connection to do to, that needs to happen. That, that was just a teaser. So I really held that tight, um, good and bad, of realizing this is, there's a lot of work to be done uh, for everybody. But we can see that with men, especially how much work there is to be done um, from their violence, their anger, um, which we all know, you know, anger is fear and they're fearful. They're fearful of whatever it is, from not being the most important to not being heard. Um, And and it's it's going to be a long journey, but it's a beautiful journey that I hope we can go through with grace and with patience, uh, because this is not going to be easy.
0: Okay. So um, Cater Sparks, thank you so much for being with us on Radio Gag. We appreciate it. And we may very well be giving you a call uh, in the future to talk about some of these topics. So thank you. Well, how can people get in touch with you?
2: Sure. CaterSparksCoaching.com or at CaterSparks on Instagram. I have a pretty unusual name, C-A-T-O-R-S-P-A-R-K-S. So you Google that and you'll find me.
0: Great. Thanks a lot for being on Radio Gag. You are listening to Radio Gag and our special podcast for Suicide Awareness Month, Men and Suicide. If you haven't guessed by now, we want you to get involved in the fight to end gun violence. You can make a big difference today. Go to the Federal Agency of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or ATF, to make a comment on their ruling that will regulate gun sales online and at gun shows where criminals and terrorists can currently purchase guns and ammunition. The link to make a comment is at www.regulations.gov slash document slash ATF 2023. That's www regulations.gov slash document slash atf hyphen 2023 and another great way to get involved is by joining a gun violence prevention group such as gays against guns change the ref or Moms demand action next gays against guns member sean stefanik and queer rapid response Organizer, Christian Molieri. Report on a recent action promoting the doublespeak hate group, Gays Against Groomers. Well, welcome back, listeners. We're going to have a report now on an action against the Notorious group that claims to promote gay rights while spreading hate and conspiracy theories. So welcome, Sean Stefanik. Radio gag producer, queer activist, welcome back to our show. Thank you. And I want to welcome Christian Molieri. Pronouns are they, them. Christian is an unapologetic and ungovernably trans mask non-binary human who is a radical social worker, activist, educator and trainer in New York City and across the country and centers authenticity, presence, accountability, gender truth, trans joy and community care. Christian can be found swimming in the ocean year round, frequently in a tutu, always queer AF. Welcome Christian.
4: Thank you. Thank you all for having me.
0: Tell us about the event. It was at the Comic Strip, right? That's a club in New York City? Mm -hmm. Sure.
4: So the event was on Sunday, September 10th. It was the Right wing extremist operation that intentionally targets the LGBTQIA2S plus and trans and gender diverse communities, specifically trans and gender diverse adults and children, affirmative health care and our beautiful, diverse intersectional communities as a whole with their hateful propaganda and actions. So this group has ties to the Proud Boys, Moms for Liberty and the Log Cabin Republicans, just to name a few. So. They had their what they were calling their New York City chapter launch party and on September 10th um at the venue and it was in the afternoon. Um the venue, um, the Comic Strip Alive has actually hosted events for um their leaders, one of their leaders and the face of the organization and This came about after two months of um, strategic planning and coming up with the uh, Queer Rapid Response Team, or QRR, which came out of a conversation on the way home, on the train on the way home from a drag story defense hour that this group showed up to. And they're basically exuding and living their darkness out in public. Um, and with hate, and we uh, put out a rapid uh, call to action for for affinity groups, community activists, any folks. Uh, we even got sidewalk passersby to show up and show them in the comic strip live that their hate and their bigotry doesn't exist anywhere and has no place here in New York City or in this country. That's how uh, the call went out. And I can talk a little bit about QRR, but that was the action. We did um, nearly outnumber the number of attendees inside. Um, it was about roughly the same in the beginning, I would say. Uh, they had 59 transphobes that actually met a locked door. So we were able to confront each and every single one of the attendees because we were there before them and um, ask them and their speakers and their guests why they're doing what they're doing and why they are so against what they're doing, but also just to basically call them out for what they're doing. I just wanted to point out that on September 10th, that was the 253rd day of 2023, and at that time, there were 567 pieces of anti-trans legislation that were moving through 49 states, 83 of which had passed, 359 of which were active still, and 125 of which failed. Um, now. There are still only five states left with active legislation, legislative sessions, the majority of which closed by June 30th, which was the 181st day of the year. So that just kind of gives you an idea, a large comparison of trans and gender diverse individuals, specifically targeting schools, um, children, education, public access, affirmative health care um, here across the country. And this is the um, just one aspect of the environment in which we're living under in the U.S. right now.
0: Well, great, 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 great. Was there any particular messaging on a sign that you guys remember that was uh, effective or um, or that uh, prompted some uh, pushback?
4: The most the most uh, responsive sign was one of our comrades who made a sign that said quote grooming is a conspiracy theory yeah. so meaning as you introduced this group referencing that because what one of the things that they say is that you know we we are that is what we do and we also trans children that's that's another favorite line we're transing children and 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 they're they're taking they're just trying taking this language and you know that's the best way to meet darkness is with light
3: (laughs) i I just want to comment too real quickly on that sign because that said it all and and yeah that that was my favorite as a matter of fact the only sign that i think stuck out not that there weren't any other good signage and any other good messages but that one definitely was got the point delivered drew um yeah yeah sent it home <laughs> yeah yeah
4: it definitely did it was it was the crowd favorite and just i think it's just one hands down <laughs>
0: okay yes well how and why did you become involved and believe so much in direct
3: action uh, i had uh i, I initially had found gag because uh it was after the parkland massacre and i had was livid at that point i felt like it was going to be another day and oh there's another shooting past mashed potatoes and it just scared me the idea of becoming cavalier and desensitized to any of that and i said if i don't do something the world i feel like the world will become desensitized and at the same time i was also looking for a serious connection with my community as i'd never had before i was i was sort of lost and adrift at that point and needed to be with my community but you know it can be new york with all the people and it can be a very lonely city and i was very lonely at one point trying to figure some stuff out so i went by the center and found that there was a group called gays okay that's good and oh wait a minute they're against guns well that's it's even better sign me up where do i go and then that following thursday there the meeting was and from there rise and resist and the reclaimed pride coalition fell into my lap because out of all of that what i needed more than anything and what i still do need what is the most important paramount thing to me is my is my community and being here and being with them and that we are all together and that we're safe and moving forward
4: thank you for that sean you know i i got involved you know there's a quote by bell hooks that that i that i love and that i live by which is i will not have my life narrowed down i will not bow down to someone else's ignorance or someone else's whim and it was that wasn't why i got involved in activism but that sort of emphasizes like how i live and how i move every day and how i think about how i show up for myself by the people that I love. Um, And I got involved in activism when I was in high school because I came out officially uh, when I was 17 in 1998 when uh, the news came on that Matthew Shepard had been murdered.
0: Where we get our inspiration is really powerful um what would you say to people who want to get involved in activism? Sean. <laughs> Me um well
3: yeah uh, I'm going to call on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh well uh there's no it's never too soon to start honestly is what I would say you should find um certainly you need to um, well get involved is the first thing that i'd say yeah never too soon to start get involved i uh, wanted to add too after the beautiful story that you know christian shared with us and your wisdoms that i had always also wanted to be uh, involved in some way politically somehow throughout the years i'm not just talking about like recently but just throughout the years and you know glad to say it finally i found you know the way that i could and that a a lot of the knowledge and the learning is but that's a different conversation um actually no it's not it's the same conversation i i do do think that people should get involved i say that you that you should get involved and that you should get involved with direct action because it is the best way to learn and to grow because i know that's what happened for me as soon as i got involved and i haven't looked back and it's yeah it's it's a very um It's a very powerful, um, it's an empowering experience that you may realize, just as we all have. I know all of us here have experienced understanding how we have a voice that we never knew we had and how we can use it and to become stronger with that. There's nothing else like that, I think. And to do it with uh, your community or with the right group of people is always rewarding. So I would say yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you both for uh, being on Radio Gag for giving us a report on your action against a really hateful group. And uh, thank you for going there and being able to wrap your minds around it and to be able to uh, stand up and let them know we're queer and we're here. Thanks.
4: Thank you. And if anybody has any questions about the Queer Rapid Response Team or what we're coming up with next or doing or how to get involved, we're just team at gmail.com.
0: Great, thanks. Queer Rapid Response Team at gmail.com. All right. Okay, so I'll be seeing you guys very soon. Thanks for joining us on Radio Gag.
4: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.
0: To find out more about working with us, please go to GazeAgainstGuns.net or follow us at Gaze Against Guns, New York. That's Gaze Against Guns NY on Facebook and Instagram or gag no guns on Twitter. We meet once a month at the LGBTQ Center on 13th Street in Manhattan and on Zoom. Please email gagsignup up at gmail.com that's g-a-g-s-i-g-n-u-p at gmail.com and we'll provide you with a Zoom link and details for our next meeting September 28th at 7 p.m. Everybody is welcome to any and all gag events, and you can donate to Gays Against Guns. Currently, we are producing a documentary about Gays Against Guns by filmmaker Paul Rowley and preparing for the National Gun Violence Vigil on December 6th, 2023. You can contribute any amount on our webpage, gaysagainstguns.net. It's time to end our show. Thanks for listening. And we are back with a new episode almost every week. Upcoming shows include a focus on suicide prevention for the month of September, and a series on the economic and social costs of gun violence in our country. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on any major podcast platforms. Our shows are also featured on BRIC, Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. Please subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when new shows drop.